it's my privilege to um, bring the message today, but it's more going to be less of a, a message in that sense and more of a discussion and, and we're going to workshop some of these things through because it's, it's great that we hear amazing sermons and in these days we have a lot of content that we usually get, but if we don't make it part of our lives and work to make it practical, um, what, does it, what, what does it help us in that sense? So if, if a projector team has given me this um, remote, and if I press it, Peter's hand moves the um, slide. So that's quite amazing. If it, I should just put it on. But if I do that, then Peter's hand moves the slide, so that's quite cool. If it doesn't work, um, just bear with us. Peter will then have to manually change it again. Um, yeah, so this morning, um, the title of a sermon is Pursuing Peace. And it, it comes from a verse, but it's a culmination, if you like, of a few sermons that has been preached in the last few months. I think this year we had quite a theme of peace, rest. Debia preached about breaking anxiety. So we're going on on that, and I'm going to um, it's a, do a little series, the next three sermons, um, just uh, journeying through that. So, yeah, maybe as we, we start, let me just consecrate this time as well. Father, we thank you just for this time together and your word, Father, and that we can just fellowship around your word, Father, not only hear it, but also journey together as a community and congregation, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We can just come and lay our hearts before you and say that we hunger to see more of you in everything that we do, Father. We, like Moses prayed, that do not send us from here if your presence doesn't go with us, Father. And that is our desire, that we may be people of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Peter's hand is working. So, the first, the main verse is Psalm 34, verse 14. That says, turn away from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And there's the name of the sermon, Pursuing Peace. So, it says, seek peace and pursue it. And just a little bit of... um, Looking back at some of the sermons that we have preached that ties into this, and I'll definitely recommend, do go and watch it, because I'm not going to go into too much detail into it, but just briefly chat about it. But this one was just a picture I used in, um, I think I called it Navigating Rival Kingdoms, but just the idea of we're pursuing um, what's in our hearts, and just whatever we see as the telos or what we said then the ultimate end for what we live for that's where we're going so it's almost like we put our hearts on something and it's like a gps that's where we're going to end up and we spoke about how to be aware of what's really tugging our hearts what is our hearts really looking after and we had some questions uh, that we chatted through and for many it was quite a sobering um, experience 
and uh, we, Proverbs 4.23 just said, guard your heart above um, all, with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And we just said that our heart is the existential chamber of our loves. So our heart is the place where what we desire dwells. Even though our intellect might be renewed, we renew our mind. If our mind is renewed, but our wants and our loves aren't aligned with it, uh, that's not where we're going to end up. We're going to end up in a different place. So maybe do go through that sermons again. Then I preached earlier this year about shalom, peace, and just mentioned that shalom speaks about the Fullness. So the word comes from completeness and fullness. So that shalom piece that the Hebrew uses is not only the absence of anxiety. It's way more than that. It's the fullness of God. It speaks about that fullness of God inside of us. Shalom peace. And we said it relates to um, God, others, and ourselves. So shalom is all encompassing almost of a, a life Living, lived in the fullness of God. And then Alice um, took that further in her sermon, Living at Rest, and she just also delved into how Jesus came and he is our ultimate rest and that it's in him that we, we find our rest as he is the Prince of Peace, as Isaiah 9 says, and, and of his kingdom and of peace um, is ever-expanding. And I think next, Diabia, Peter, your hand is not moving. Um, and then Diabia, I took it further, um, just going into detail, breaking anxiety, giving us some great practical tips of how he worked through this in his own life. And some of the highlights there was giving it to God. He used the example of passing the ball. When that thought of anxiety comes, pass it to God. And then in the next one, he spoke about um, smiling, um, breathing, and thinking. If, if, if you think, if you're not sure what that means, do, do go listen to that sermon. Um, and just what stood out from that as well in Psalm 37, it said, Fret not yourself, it only tends to evil. So as we fret, worry, um, it, it leads to, to evil because we probably make fear-based decisions um, and that. So from that, I would like us to take some, just some time of reflection. If a lot of this is new for you and you don't know about anything what I said, which I think won't be the case with most of you, but take some, let's take five minutes where I want us to turn to one another and just reflect from this past time of those themes. And I mean, even the, we'll see later, even the worldview sermon ties into a lot of how we perceive peace. Um, but what stood out for you at that time? Maybe two by two, because I'm going to give us five minutes, then each one can get um, two and a half minutes. So if we can turn to each other and say, what stood out for you at that time? And since hearing that, how have you implemented or how has this practically become part of your life? Or just yeah, just share with each other two and a half minutes. So maybe turn to, to someone close by and I'm going to give you two and a half minutes per person.
Okay. So we're going to share more things just now. So, so pursuing peace and just a, a vision that I had earlier this year was about like rafts. But let me first show you a picture before I show you my drawing because Gerd couldn't edit my drawing beforehand. But that's a raft. So I saw something like that. So if you, I have a laser here as well, raft and raft. So just a picture of almost like us standing on our individual rafts and we desire to stay close to Christ and live Christ-centered lives. But as time goes by, we drift away. And a lot of that is due to whether it's worldviews, cultural things, what our heart's desires are that we're not even aware of, slowly moves us away in the way we make decisions, the way we choose our jobs, um, where we live. All of those things can sometimes slowly pull us away from, from Christ. And what I felt at that time is not to be discouraged about that, because it's almost like railings that are laid. The idea that I had is that there's almost like currents or things, railings that in the short term we can't just fix immediately. Just because we say we want to follow Christ doesn't mean our lives just change in that moment and suddenly we have a lot of fruit and it just happens automatically. But over time, through patience, God can, can do that work. But in just that it it is a and we'll see that now but it it's a process of in in coming closer to God in that sense and over time there's different things that God will reveal to us at that moment that might be drawing us away or way our lives are structured that doesn't point to Christ so the scripture like we said is turn away from evil do good Seek peace and pursue it. Some other translation says, search for peace and work to maintain it. So there's a seeking for it, but then there's also a part of maintaining it. And another uh, loosely translated version says, embrace peace and don't let it get away. So there's not a, a tick box effect of, yes, I have peace. And I think peace is sometimes such a general word for us that we like, yeah, yeah, I know, obviously we have to have peace. It's a Christian thing. I know it. But this, And then we start focusing on our life and we forget about this light principle that we sometimes refer to and we almost lose the, the true meaning of it. But here we can say it's something that we should actually search for and um, work to maintain it, um, to pursue it. And like I said earlier, it's like an onion with different layers. And so there's different layers to our life as we go through different seasons that needs to be peeled. It's going to be something that we do for the rest of our lives as to God is going to reveal more of himself. And I mean, Philippians speaks about and the peace of God um, will guard your hearts and minds. So it's not a peace separate from God as in a new age sense, but it's God himself that we're seeking when we say seeking um, the peace of God. But there's layers, and 
God takes us through that, and that's something that we should endure in and with patience endure and keep on seeking him. So, it, and I think in all um, consumeristic um, time that we live in, every, I mean, if you go to the 24-hour wharves now, you can get whatever you want. You can order it on, take a lot. Everything is instant but the thing, character forming and seeking Christ isn't only an instant process. Yes, by faith we, we enter that, but it's, it's, a, it's time where God renews us continually in that as we seek him. So Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And what I want to point out there is that peace is inherently part of the kingdom of God. We can't say it's just a nice add-on that, yes, maybe if my work puts me on a sabbatical for one year, then I'm going to sit somewhere in the mountains and in that time I will focus on getting peace. But otherwise it's a nice add-on and if I don't get it, it's also fine type of thing, which I think is completely unbiblical for us to think in that way. As Colossians 3 verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. And there's obviously different parts to it. There's posture, our identity in Christ, and from that point Jesus gives us that peace. But then there's also a place where we need to play out the mandate which Christ has given us. Our decisions, the way we structure our lives is going to have an impact on how we experience and live in God's peace and lean into it. And that's where our role comes up. I mean, Christ has paid for it and we can enter it at any time, but we also need to live lives that are submitted to to him. And I was just reminded of Matthew 11, where Jesus says, Come to me, everyone who is um, heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So there's always that invitation of Christ calling us to him. So there's a place where we need to set, if you want to call it our GPS, on finding God's peace our goal, our purpose on, on seeking um, God's peace and make decisions keeping in mind that God wants you to stay in, in that peace and that it, the two is not separate. Sometimes in a dualistic culture we can easily think that we have our work life, our material life and then we have our Christian church life. So as long as we go to church on Sundays and we do church activities, that side is sorted but the rest is almost separate from the kingdom of God. But as we saw earlier, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's going to the next slide and there's a lot, just thinking on a high level, there's a lot of things that do not bring peace and contentment in God. And that is sometimes rooted in greed, unforgiveness, selfish ambition that many times for, forms part and package of our worldviews. Um, and it's the way we go to our culture at work, our culture in our family from where we come to, what it means to be successful. All of those things can sometimes 
compromise the fact of that seeking God's peace isn't always an esteemed value in general culture. And that's something that we should be aware of. So Matthew in Matthew in the parable of a seed sower, Jesus said at the end of it, he says, As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the case of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. And this could be applicable to our lives where we've heard the word of God. We know the truth intellectually, but like it says, the the cares of this world, the worries of this world, having to pay rent, I mean, there's a list of different worries that you can unpack. And the deceitfulness of riches choke the kingdom of God inside of us. And with that... Again, Psalm 34, verse 14. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So, and now, obviously, the fact that we should pursue peace has been shown. Now, practically, like I said, this, we've preached a lot on this, but I think now the thing is the ball is in our court in terms of how are we going to make this part of our lives. And it's always great to receive great word but if a word doesn't take fruit in our lives um, to, to what's the value of it if we can't really experience it so I want us to continue with just sharing this and don't see it as a pressured thing of you have to get things right and oh here's another bunch of questions that's going to ask me uh, where I have to answer difficult things but rather just I mean, our heart's desire is to draw closer to Christ and live in that place of peace. So as we go through these questions, it's not about having everything in order, but just also creating awareness of where is one at with us. So as we turn again to each other, maybe just share this first question, and this is, I'll give two minutes, one minute each, just to share, what are the things that steal God's peace currently in your life? Um, so just maybe things that you are aware of. Something, this happens and then sometimes it steals the peace of God or whatever might be applicable to you now. So maybe let's use one minute each and I'll um, tell you guys when the time is over for that. Okay, that's one minute. So, I mean, this is just conversation starters. Do book a coffee or chat with someone further on this. I'm going to move to the next one. Maybe there would be, I'll give five minutes for this one, but just thinking back a bit, what life choices or decisions have you made in seeking God's peace in your life up till now? If you have to think about it, what things do you think have you intentionally done in seeking God's peace in your life? Maybe five minutes for that one. So two and a half minutes each. Okay. Um, next one. So yeah, it's, this is just to, to, to think through the things make it practical. The next one, what decisions would you have to make in the next, see it as foreseeable future, but 30 to 90 days in seeking God's peace? And 
think what practical things, I mean, maybe you have some rhythms or things in place currently, but what do you, would you say of some things to think of in the next 30 to 90 days? Like, think of quiet time, intentional accountability, so should you be going deeper in, in some of your relationships? Maybe it's just looking at your working hours in terms of, of rest, finances, family or relationships, fellowship. Are you in fellowship and with whom, if married, how is the above aligned? Are you in your spouse journeying through this together or are you on your own in that? And yeah, just thinking of have you made a stand for peace in that sense of, of seeking God's peace in your life? So take again two and a half minutes per person just whatever I mean there it's quite wide so whatever you feel like at least prayers may be laying on your heart in terms of what should be a focus for you so two and a half minutes starting now each okay next person 10 seconds left Okay, last last question. Maybe before we get to that, so sometimes the perception around peace, especially in relationships, can mean that there's no conflict, but that's obviously not the truth. Many times to get to a place of peace, there might be a place where there needs to be a, um, a straight chat, if, you, if that's not the right English, but... It, and that's a journey I mean we're not perfect and maybe you would say something in a way that is not helpful but that's also okay but in terms of getting to that place of peace many times in different relationships work life and whatever it might be there might be places where we need to push further and go through that place of uncomfortability but in order to get to that place of peace of of real harmony is against not the absence of anxiety but just going to the next one so this is looking at more so five years so it's a bit bigger decisions and many times we can think that making bigger decisions like where are we going to live next where are we going to work marriage children values it's almost separate from seeking God in that or not seeking God but of just abiding in God's peace during those times as well. And maybe let's chat two and a half minutes each, but just thinking of how would you approach these type of decisions or what are those decisions where you think you actually have to stop and realize this is a big decision where you have to seek God and and stay in His peace. Um, I mean... Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen in the next five years, but just if you chat through it from what you perceive might be the case. Or so two and a half minutes each, starting now. Okay. Peter. Okay. So I think do have a coffee further and I mean it's great points for discussion sorry Peter your hand is not moving can you take it back to the psalm the last psalm you can just before this question slides one back back 
um, nervous psalm. Yeah, you can leave it there. So just, I mean, search for peace and work to maintain it. Embrace peace, don't let it get away. Seek peace and pursue it. I see it as you're at the start of a journey. If you think of the Hobbit or something like that, you're at the start of a long journey. You have your little bag and you're going to journey for a long while. I hope may in 60 to 80 years time you look back at your life and realize that you took a stand to stay in God's peace and seek it for the rest of your life. May your family and your children and the decisions you've made reflect that. But that also means you have to decide today to, to do that. It's, it's not difficult or, well, no, it's a, it's a simple, easy message difficult to implement in that sense. Although it's not that complex, it's a different story in terms of implementing it. And we have to really yeah, trust God and engage Him in that. So with that, I yeah, just want to send you into that, into the rest of your life with that. There's been amazing sermons and we're going to journey still a bit on some of this and it would be a continuing thing. But to make it your own and decide you're going to live in God's peace for the rest of your life. So maybe, I don't know if we can do a song of worship. Um, But as we we end off, I'll just close for us in prayer. And if anyone wants to come forward for prayer, um, please do. But otherwise, yeah, journey through this with people around you. And so, but yeah, just close for us in prayer. Father, we thank you just for you are the giver of peace, Jesus Christ, that you are the Prince of Peace, and it's from you that we get that. And we thank you that we can live lives worthy of you, Jesus Christ, that we can live out of that place of peace that you freely give, Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you just for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, just for your presence right now. But just, yeah. Thank you just for guarding our hearts and minds, Jesus. We thank you for that, that we can just come into your presence. Praise you for that, Father. And we thank you that I can just come and send everyone as they go into the rest of their lives, Father, seeking your peace, Father. I thank you for hearts just that make that decision. So thank you just for wisdom, and I thank you just for counsel, that we're not in this alone, but that we are out here to seek your will, Father. We praise you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship.